Good morning, Living Word. Good morning. Welcome to another day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for joining with me again this morning, all you morning manaites. Thank you for waking up. Well, you got no choice about waking up. Got to go to work. You got children. You got to get them off to school. So some of you wish you can just lay back down in bed, but you got things to do. You got responsibilities and because of your responsibilities, you have to get up. So I thank you for joining with me in your uptime. And I pray that you have already spoke to the Lord. You've connected with him already this morning. Talk to God. Talk to yourself. Talk to your world. All right. We already know that. Let that be your daily routine. Remember your routine creates your day, creates who you are. So check your routine. Make sure you, your routine make sure your routine <laughs> is making you better and not making you bitter. <laughs> All right? Just check your routine. If you if you are bitter at the end of the day, check your routine. If you're getting bitter each and every day, check your routine. You want to make sure you're getting better every day and not bitter. All right? And so there's a call um, in Hebrews 32, Hebrews 12 and 14, it says this, work at living in peace with everyone and work at living a holy life. For those who are not holy will not see the Lord. And 1 Thessalonians 4 and 3 says, God's will is for you to be holy. So stay away from all sexual sin. All right. So what am I going to talk about today? Well, I'm just going to talk about some sexual sins to completely avoid. There should be some things in your life that you say you will never do. And what I'm going to talk about today is the things that you should say that you will never do. We must have some nevers in our lives because if we don't have some nevers in our lives, then there's some things that we make end up doing because we did not already have it cemented in our minds that those are the things that we're not going to ever do. And the Bible said to stay away from all sexual sin. That's what it says, all of them. Now I'm not, you know, we're just going to deal with sexual sin today. I've not talked about this for a very long time. You know, we, we know about all the other sins, you know, malice and malcontent and debauchery and, you know, lying and dishonesty. We're not talking about those. We're talking about sexual sin, right? Because the Bible says you must be holy, right? So it's God's will that you be holy. And so you should avoid all these sexual sins. The number one is adultery. The number one is adultery. Matter of fact, adultery was mentioned all the way back in the Old Testament in the book of Leviticus or Exodus. Thou shalt not commit adultery. It's part of the Ten Commandments. Okay, so what is adultery? Adultery is really the breaking of your covenant. You're breaking your covenant. Right, so adultery involves a married person engaged in sexual relations with someone other than their spouse. And so the Bible tells us to 
stay away from that. Thou shall not commit adultery. Okay, so that's a command from the Lord. So all you married folks out there, stick to your spouse. Stay faithful to your spouse. Honor your, your marriage covenant. Develop strong communication and trust within the marriage. A lot of marriages break down. A lot of marriages are divorced because of this one thing, adultery. And a lot of it stems because there's lack of communication in the marriage. Um, there's no trust and all those things. So you want to make sure that you keep your marriage relationships very pure, very strong, that you could avoid adultery. You know, the Satan, he 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 watches people. He sees what you what's happening in your life. And, you know, if there's something lacking in your life, he will do his best to try to provide it. Yeah, all of a sudden somebody comes, you know, well, well, your husband not treating you such and such way or your wife is not treating you such and such way. If I was your husband, if I was your wife, I would make sure. <laughs> yeah, that's just a little nugget they're dropping in your mind. Okay. And it gets you thinking like, wow, this person really will make sure. Then you go, hmm, why am I living in this when another person could, you know, will make sure that what I'm lacking, I'm going to be getting. But listen, if it's not in your marriage, you have also, you two have the responsibility to make sure what's lacking in your marriage gets added to your marriage. Okay, one of the things I've always said, if you recognize that there's a lack in your marriage, you have the responsibility to initiate the processes to get those things included in your marriage. Sometimes your spouse may not even recognize, but if it comes to your mind and you recognize that's what is happening, you get and you pay attention to it. You take the responsibility to get those things involved in your marriage so you can avoid the sin of adultery. Okay. The second sin, and this is the sin against the body. And this is fornication. This is unmarried people involved in sexual relationships. If you are unmarried, it's a sin to be involved in sexual relationships. And this sin is, is really bad because the Bible says it's a sin against your body. Okay, and so what the Bible say tell us to do, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6, 18, say flee fornication for every sin that a man do it is without the body, but he that commit fornication sin it against his own body. And so fornication is a sin against your own body. The message version put it, put it this way. There is a sense in which sexual sins are different from all others. In sexual sin, we violate the sacredness of our own bodies. These bodies that were made for God, God given and God modeled love for becoming one with another. Okay. And so here it is. The Bible is telling us that woman's flee simply means run away from it. Don't get yourself um, you know, caught up in situations where you you may you may be compromised. Um, you know, it's important that you are wise and those who you are in close contact with set your boundaries. Set your boundaries. Say, listen, I'm not crossing certain boundaries unless we are married. You have to already have that made up in your mind. 
Fornication is one of the sins that keep people from, from serving God. It keeps it cause people to lose their anointing, cause people to lose their way, cause people to give up on Christianity um, simply because of this sin against the body, fornication. Fornication it dis can destroy people's lives, mess up families, mess up marriages, all these kind of sins. And it's all about um, sinning against your body. So flee fornication. Stay away from it. You know, stay away from circumstances. Stay away from places that will get you thinking about that and make you want to um, be sexually active. Right? Stop getting locked up with people. Stop getting, stop spooning with people, you know, because those things lead to sexual immorality. It does. Just Use your common sense, for God's sake. Stop talking about, oh, I'm so strong. I'm not going to do nothing. Then you end up with, you know, uh, with some pe person, you by yourself, locked up in some room, trying to avoid it. Listen, why even go that far? Just don't even go that far. You know, all this deep kissing and all, all that stuff leads to fornication. It really does. And so leave that stuff alone until you get married. A little peck on the cheek is all you need, <laughs> right? If you're interested in somebody, somebody's interested in you, nothing more than a peck on the cheek, okay? You just keep it right there. Just keep it right there so they know that some things are not going to happen. When you start doing the lip thing, then the tongue thing, then, you know, that leads to the other thing, so do your best to stay away from those things by keeping it very straight, very, very simple. You know, if you're going out with somebody, you drive your own car and you get to come back on your own means, right? Bring your own money. Let me say it again. Bring your own money, right? And in some cases, pay for your own food, ladies. So nobody can say, you know, hey, I put out for you. You need to put out for me. You know how that goes, okay? So, I know we want to go out, we want to have fun, and all that's good, but you're going out and you're having fun should not lead you into sin. If you're going out and you're having fun is leading you in, into sin, then you need to change where you're going out and the things that you consider are fun. All right? The next sin that, you know, nobody really talks about, um, because these are internal sins. This is the sin of the mind, and it's called lust. Lust is the sin of the mind. What is lust? Lust is an intense and inappropriate desire for someone, sexual, someone sexually, often without genuine love or commitment. Simply, you want someone that does not belong to you. Men, you cannot lust after your wife. Um, wives, you cannot lust after your husband. Why? Because they belong to you. Okay, so lust is you having an intense desire, inappropriate desire for someone sexually. Now, um, let me let me share that with you because a lot of everything is not lust. You're looking at somebody saying somebody's beautiful. That's not lust. Okay, you're just admiring God's creation. Somebody's beautiful. He's good looking. She's beautiful. Whatever the case is, great body, all that kind of stuff. You know, we say that stuff all the time. That is not. Lusting. Lusting is when you develop an intense desire for that person and that person does not belong to you, especially if it's a married person and you know you have you have no access to this person and so you just have this lustful attitude towards this person because you want this person so bad you will do anything 
to get this person. That is lust. Okay, when you will go out of your way, you know it's wrong, but you're going to do it because you want this person so bad. That is lust. Okay, and so lust is a sin of the mind. Okay, you're, it's in your mind. Jesus says that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her has committed adultery with her already in his heart. Right, and or commit fornication with her already in his heart. If that per if you're not married to that person, uh, or that person is not married, you already have committed fornication in your heart. If your desire for this person is so strong that it just completely takes your mind, that is lust. And you cannot allow this sin to destroy your life and cause you to do something that you will probably regret later on. Right. I remember one of David's um, son, half son, who he lusted after Tamar and he claimed he loved her so much and he lusted after her. And finally he raped her. And after he raped her, he his lust, his intense lust turned to intense hate. Crazy. Isn't that crazy? Mm -hmm. And so Philippians four. Verse 8, you all know it very well. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good report, there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. So make sure that you're thinking on things that are right and you will not entertain um, these types of thoughts that are going to get you to a place of intense desire for somebody that does not belong to you. The next sin is homosexuality. This is sins of abomination, abomination sins. Okay. Uh, the Bible says it very, very clearly. And I'm putting homosexuality included, includes lesbianism, includes trans and all these other um, sins that male and female that is, is, abnormal, unnatural things, right? Men with men, women with women, men trying to be a man, uh, men trying to be women, women trying to be men, and all the little um, variances between it, all those things are abominations before God. In Leviticus chapter 18, 22, the Bible says, Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is an abomination, Okay, let me say it again. The abomination is the worst is the worst levels of sin. Abomination, the worst levels of sin. In Romans 1 26, it says, That is why God abandoned them to their shameful desires. Even the women turned against the natural way to have sex and instead indulged in sex with each other. And the men, instead of having having normal sexual relationships with women, burned with lust for each other. Listen, homosexuality is just nasty. It really is. It's just if you really think about it, especially especially between males, it's just absolutely just nasty. And that's something that Christians should never ever get involved in. It should never be mentioned once amongst us. The Bible said these things should never be mentioned amongst us. Okay, and so this sin is an abomination and what the world is doing is an abomination and a lot of folks are doing it inside the church and, you know, uh, we have gay pastors and, 
gay members and, you know, gay deacons and gay elders and gay this and gay that in the church. And it's an abomination. Stay away from it. The Bible said without holiness, you cannot see God. And the Bible lets us know anyone who indulges in these things will not see God. Okay, the next sin is called prostitution. Now, that's something that we probably never, ever have to deal with. But I think I really want to talk about it simply because um, the morning man, I sure not the only one that's going to listen to this podcast. Maybe somebody later on in life will listen to this podcast. Right. And prostitution is the sin against your purpose. Yeah, you, that's, you are not uh, prostitution involves selling your body for sexual acts. Right. And first Corinthians 615 says, don't you realize that your bodies are actually parts of Christ? Should a man take his body, which is part of Christ and join it to a prostitute? He says never. It's, it's not your purpose. It's not your your body wasn't given to you for you to sell um, into sex. Right. And so you may not be doing it, but you, you may not be selling your body, but you are seeking out prostitutes. Um, you know, we have something on, uh, on online social media, I forgot the name of it, where people can have their own private rooms now. You're really just a prostitute. You have your own private room, you have people paying to see you do sexual acts. They're really just prostitutes. And if anybody is a part of that, anybody sign on to that, you got your private account, so you can go in and privately watch somebody do some things. You are participated in prostitution. Christians should not participate in those things. And you know, a lot of things, uh, uh, um, prostitution, pornography, some things are soft porn that, you know, a lot of Christians uh, feel it's okay to, to go to carnival and, you know, all their, bo their bodies really not covered. They just have strings covering certain parts of their bodies. You know, all those things, uh, debauchery, is all included in this prostitution sin. You're selling your body, putting your body out there for everybody to see. It's not for everybody to see. Your body, ladies, for your husbands. Men, your, bo your body is for your wives, right? And it's not to be sold in prostitution. Neither should it be used. Neither should you participate in those things. So make sure as Christians, you have a never I would never participate in this. I'm not going to be hanging with people who do this. I'm not going to support this. I'm not going to have no special website you can pay to see me because I have a great body. You know? No, all those things are sinful. Ness. The next sin is incest. This happens quite a bit in family. This is a sin against your seed. Right. So sexual activity between close relatives, the Bible strictly forbids it. In Leviticus chapter 18 and 6, it said, none of you should approach to any that is near of kin to him to uncover their nakedness. And so God says you should not do this to your relatives. It happened too much in the body of Christ, you know, uncles and, you know, molesting young boys and molesting young girls. All these things that are taking cousins doing this too. I mean, you name it, it's happening. All these things need to just stop. Just really need to stop. We should not be doing this. We're violating our seed. Violating those who are close of kin to you. That needs to stop. And it's very, very sad 
that in today's world, we really can't trust our own family because in most cases, it's your own family that is violating your child, violating your son, violating your daughter. All those things are sinful. And so we must make sure that as Christians, we are not participating in these things. And if we know these things are happening, we should bring attention to it. We should speak up and say something. Speak up and say something. All right, the last sin that I'm going to talk about is called bestiality. It's the sin against nature. Okay, it, it, bestiality involves sexual activity with animals, which is condemned in Scripture. Leviticus 18 and 23 said, Neither shalt thou lie with any beast to defile thyself therewith. So if you lie with a beast, you have sex with a beast, you're defiling yourself. Neither shall any woman stand before a beast to lie down thereto. It is called confusion. Okay, so the Bible says, avoid all these things. Now, I know most of us would never, ever even think of that, but you'll be shocked what people think of and what people do. You just don't know it, okay? And so it's important that we hear what the Word of God is saying about these things and these sexual sins, um, 100% avoid them. Say, I will never do these things. Put some nevers in your mind. Put some nevers in your mind. These things will never, I will never allow myself to participate in any of these sins. Never, ever. Okay? We must get some nevers in our minds. If we're going to see God, then the only way we can do it is to live a life of holiness. That's what the Lord requires. It's God's will for you to be holy, so stay from all sexual sins. Let me say it again. It's God's will for you to be holy. And that's 1 Thessalonians 4 and verse 3. God's will is for you to be holy, so stay away from all sexual sin. Now, if you have participated in this or you're still participating in some of these sins, you need to repent. Second Chronicles 7 and 14 said, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sins, and I will heal their land. So God is saying that there is forgiveness for you if you are participating in any of these sins. Call on the Lord. Those who call on the Lord shall be saved. Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. Right? He is willing. He's faithful to forgive you of all your sins and to cleanse you from all your unrighteousness. Are you hearing me? And so if you're caught up in any of these sins, fornication, homosexuality, bestiality, bestiality, any of these sins, you make sure you stop, you repent. Now understand repentance and forgiveness is two different things. A lot of people will ask God to forgive them with no intention of repenting. They simply want God to wipe away their sin, but they have no intention of stop doing it. So every time they do it, they roll over and say, God, forgive me. But then tomorrow they go back and do the same thing again. Right. And so there is no forgiveness of sin. If you're not repenting of it, you, you are still in your sin. All right. So make sure that when you're asking God to forgive you, you are repenting of your sin. Repentance simply means I, I'd rather die than to do this sin again. So it's important that you study, read the Bible, get the word of God in you, get your mind changed.
right? Practice self-discipline, control your desire, keep your thoughts pure. Let me say it again. Practice self-discipline, control your desires, and keep your thoughts pure. The next thing is surround yourself with people who are like-minded, right? If you are single, surround yourself with people who are single and saved, if you surround yourself with people who are sexually active, they could rub off on you, right? So you make sure that you surround yourself with people who are like-minded, people who are saved, and people who are living by the same biblical principles, okay? You want spiritual support in these things, especially in this life that we live now. We want to make sure that we get the spiritual support that we need, that we're not caught up in any of these things. As I said before, if you're caught up in these things, ask God to forgive you, repent, turn from it, and be reconciled with your heavenly father. Amen. That is so important. Well, that ends all that I'm going to say about this today. Um, and I pray that this, um, this podcast um, you can pass it along to, to your friends, let them listen to it, especially if they want to live a life uh, of holiness before God, let them listen to it. Even if, if it's not for you, maybe for somebody else, you pass it along, let them benefit from it. And so they like their lives can be changed for the end of the day. All we want to hear is well done, that good and faithful servant. And because you pass this podcast on to somebody and somebody's life has been changed, that is a good reward for you. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you again for your word. Thank you for you've called us to listen to your word. Jesus, you said we should not just be hearers, but doers of the word. And so I pray today, God, if we shared your word about you said in your word that it is your will that that we be that we are holy and that we should stay away from sexual sins. And Father, your word said those who do these things and we don't live holy, we cannot see you. And so I pray, Father, that everyone who listen to this podcast. Lord, if their lives are caught up in any of these things, they will go to you with a pure heart, with a true heart, with a made-up mind, and that God, that they, that they are willing to change and willing to allow you to transform their hearts. And I pray, God, you give us all a mind, Lord, of humility, a humble spirit, a humble mind, that God, if there any sin that we're caught up in, we will come to ourselves. That the prodigal son came to himself. We will come to ourselves and ask you to forgive us and repent of our sinful ways that we may be reconciled to you. For certainly, Lord, at the end of days, as we stand before the judgment seat, we want to hear you say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter into my joy. Father, I thank you for hearing me. I thank you for answering as I give you thanks and I give you praise. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.